it's pronounced Tamara, right? Did, you say, did I say it right? It's Tamara. Right? Tamara, that's Tamara. right. You just said it. Ta Tamara. <laughs> Tamara. Okay, yeah. Tamara. I don't know if I've ever heard yeah. it pronounced that way, actually. Yeah, it's. Uh, I get Tamara, Tamara, tomorrow. I've <laughs> you know, it's like whatever kind of rings a bell. And then, you know, the last name is no easier. It's Tamara Dykey. Um, so, yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been my cross to bear. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. You got to lean into it, right? That's really the only yeah. way uh, to deal yeah. with it. So listen, um, just wanted to say thank you. Uh, first off, just for, you know, taking the time to, uh, to talk to me today. Um, and yeah, really just want to get down to really just what I'm doing is um, I'm talking to a yeah. lot of, a lot of different people basically about, the virus and how it's affecting, you know, their, their personal lives, their, you know, their business life, how the virus has come in and affected their lives and how they're adapting and, you know, what they're doing to make things better, I guess, you know, to, to, to sort of move on. What, what sort of things are they doing? And then what, you know, what do they think people can do to sort of help this situation? So we'll just start with, you know, what, how has the virus um, affected you um, exactly? Yeah, sure. Uh, so for me, uh, the virus has affected me in a lot of ways. Um, every day, I suppose I'm taking stock of the impact that it's making. Um, you know, I'm trying to take that 30,000 foot view while also kind of in the trenches of sort of, you know, survival as well as creative expression. Um, sure the impact directly for me has been that uh, I was specifically um, working on the production of four different events uh, that were all taking place um, during South by Southwest. Yeah. Uh, I also had an event that was um, happening in New York city the week of South by Southwest uh, that was separate uh, to South by and I also had a client uh, that was uh, unrelated um, to. Well, let me back up. I had a client as well uh, that was that was uh, a part of um, cancellations that happened. So I lost five clients in forty eight yeah. hours. Oof. And yeah, and so you know the one that I was still holding on to was a non-event related client. So I was thinking, okay, well, you know, at least I have this. At least I had this one client that I'm still holding on to. And yeah. unfortunately, with with that client, that was um, specifically related to uh, the climate and climate change. And unfortunately, the um, the the client in question determined that you know it was just not the appropriate time. Um, it was just tasteful and perhaps a bit tone deaf to uh, focus on climate change at a time when we are literally, you know, being faced with a pandemic. Sure. And so they decided to put that on hold. So in wow. one full swoop, I, I lost, you know, five figures of income um, uh, work that I had been, you know, uh, I had been working on these projects for a number of months and, yeah. um, so that happened. Um, you know, the virus uh, has been affecting. So then, you know, it's, it's taking a toll and, and making an effect on my financial situation. Sure. Um, I think, you know, for me, what happened, I, I guess maybe the better way to answer this question is, you know, when that happened, 
I was shell shocked. And um, for me, distraction and finding purpose were really important. And that's what got me through um, yeah. at that sort of crit- critical moment when South by canceled and it was kind of all coming fast and furiously. Somebody said to me the other day, it was sort of like the canary in the coal mine. Um, I feel yeah. like in some ways, you know, because South by was canceled, we here in Austin specifically and anybody that was, um, you know, working on or connected to South by Southwest was given a, a small heads up um, in terms of what was to come. And so the distraction for me was banding together with other small businesses and entrepreneurs here in Austin, many of which I'd never met before. Um, and we gathered together that Friday in a room uh, and, and really just put our heads down and started to think about, well, what can we do right now to help the thousands of people who are out of work, who have resources that they're sitting on? Um, events were still happening if there were 2,500 people or less at that yeah, time. And yeah. so there, you know, there were venues that were um, maybe no longer officially uh, accredited for by South by, but they were uh, available. Right. And so you had empty venues, you had events that were still happening. You had people still coming to the city that wanted to participate um, in, you know, whatever remained of South by and yeah. you wanted to, we wanted to um, provide a conduit for that information sharing. And so we developed rally Austin as a website and platform to effectively be that, that conduit for information sharing. So it was a place and still is a place where people can share information about resources, jobs, available um, services, uh, you know, and over the past two weeks, we've watched Rally Austin, um, you know, shift from specifically what we thought was sort of a triage for the cancellation of South by to becoming actual um, information uh, portal and sharing component for people that are now dealing with the fallout of this crisis. Yeah. Cause now it's way more than South by South yeah. by is, is I've almost forgotten about South by to be honest with you uh, in, in a lot of ways. Like it's kind of, and that, and that for me too was a huge impact. I lost a, a big catering uh, gig that I had. Um, and, you know, I do South by every year and yeah, it's it, same for me. Um, same for my company that was coming from London, you know, rented a house, Airbnb, six people come flying in, you know, a lot of money spent, all these, just like everybody, right? Buying merchandise, just setting up all these interviews, all this work, just like you, you know, and then just boom, it just, and they were asking me, Patrick, what do you think? Should we cancel our flights? Do you think they're going to cancel South by? And I remember saying, they're never going to cancel South by. Like, are you kidding me? That that's never been canceled for anything. Um, I just don't see them doing that. Sure enough. Yeah. You know, it, it, it came and, and again, at this point, I don't even, I can't even remember South. There's been so many more problems that came after that, that I've, right. again, I've, I've sort of forgotten about South by. It's, it seems to be, like you said, you started that group with that intention, but now it's grown into more inevitably mm-hmm. uh, for anybody mm-hmm. that's dealing with this virus, because it is literally everybody that there's not one person, uh, even if you're not okay. struggling financially, you're still having to deal with the impact it has on the city, you know? That's right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, You're right. You know, I I had people as well that I had uh, invited to come here and speak on panels or participate or they were in-kind partners. Um, I had colleagues, uh, one of which was sort of in that early age demographic that we were hearing was more susceptible to the virus itself. And so, you know, I I remember, you know, participating in a conversation with him specifically and saying, you know, me and some other friends and colleagues were like, you're no, like, don't come, just 
as much as you want to be here, it feels like it's a bad idea. You need to stay home. Sure. Um, you know, there I've I've never done community planning in my life, so this was a new place for me to step into. And one of the silver linings is that you know it felt good. I felt like for me personally, this is my year one of living here. This March is, is year one, and for me, it really felt like for the first time that I was truly a part of this community. That's awesome. Um, I. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've lived all over the world. I was in LA, New York, London, Berlin, San Francisco, Pittsburgh. I've been all over. And to now, you know, be a part of this community during this rare experience, this this crisis <laughs> yeah. that none of us expected. It's so interesting because what I what one of the things that appealed to me and attracted me to Austin was that DIY spirit and to see the way that people have despite these hardships and circumstances open their hearts, open their doors, open their minds, checking in on friends and, and making sure their mental wellness is okay. You know, yeah. all of those things, I've seen it really thriving in this community in a way that, you know, and this is not to diss any other place I've lived, but I'm not sure how it would go, be going down right now for me if I was living in, you know, some of those other places. Austin is unique. It's special. I agree. And, um, I'm proud to call it home, you know? That's awesome. Well, wow, that's great to hear. Um, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, I've lived, uh, Austin's actually the longest city or the, the, the place I've lived the longest in my adult life. I've lived here six years in May. That's the longest I've ever lived in a place because I've always moved around. Uh, but there's something, there is something special about Austin. And you're right. The, the sense of community when all this started, you know, blowing up. And, and granted, I'm kind of in a bubble kind of in the restaurant industry bubble and maybe the musician bubble because a lot of my friends are musicians. So I kind of see the world from that perspective. So when all this was going down, I'm seeing the trials and tribulations that my industry is going through. And I see everyone coming together to try to help each other, like just crazily mm -hmm. come together, kind of like the when Katrina happened and everybody stepping right. in to fundraise and do this and do that, um, you know, and, and Harvey. Uh, you know, even closer yeah. to that, uh, Hurricane Harvey w w in Houston, right? So everybody was just coming together. It's just that that's just what happens here in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, people just come together. It, it doesn't surprise me, honestly, to hear all yeah. that and to to know that that's happening. I expected it. In fact, there's so many resources that people are now even uh, having to wade through that. You know, you're uh, having to wade through that. You know, you almost need a resource to help you guide you through the resources. It's a funny, right? It's like a, yeah. it's a funny, but that's just because so many people are stepping up. People like yourself, you know, who, who never even done that before, right? Who never even thought to do something like that. And you're sort of forced into this uh, position and, and look what it's done for you. You know, this is probably something that you might continue to do even after this ends, right? You'll always kind of feel maybe I need to always be thinking about these things, even if there's not a global crisis happening uh which is a good thing maybe maybe this will stick with people i hope so i hope so i think you're right and um it, it, you know even if today the bill of health was clear we the virus magically disappeared magically disappeared uh people that were ill in hospitals were suddenly cured and we went out into the streets and public places and uh, you know, tried to go back to living the way we had previously, no matter what the landscape has changed already. Yeah. It's forever changed. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, myself included, are hypothesizing on what 
will happen to our local bars and restaurants, what will happen to our local music venues, what will happen to the way that we experience concerts now, the way that we engage with other people. You know, I've been hearing from friends who have been out in public recently to get groceries, which I personally haven't been out in 14 days. Um, That there's, you. you know, there's like a kindness but there's a hesitation. Yes. There's a, a new way of, of, of kind of protecting yourself when you're out amongst others. And does that continue after today, even when we've been given the bill of clean health, are we more cautious? You know, who knows? Right. Yeah. But, but the, the landscape is forever changed. And so to your point, I think that, um, you know, there will, of course, be some silver linings that are already coming out of this. You know, I'm having phone conversations, video chats with people that I've been wanting to catch up with for forever. And, yeah, same here. You know, you know, it's like that that being slowing down, pausing, taking time to reflect. That for me is one of the big things that has thus far come out of this. You asked me what I've been up to. I've been working on an article myself. Um, uh, about you know musicians and the creative class specifically here in Texas and the way that they're dealing with um, first South by cancellations and now the pandemic. Um, yeah, you know you can't talk about that without also speaking to the the grit that makes Texas Texas. Yeah, um, I've taken a lot of creative projects that I've shelved and and, and taking them off and dusted them off and and you know I'm revisiting them I'm working on them. And frankly, I'm reevaluating what I do because a lot of the work I've done in the past eight months with my agency um, has specifically been around, you know, experiential. It's it's people getting together and experiencing things. That's not going to change. It'll come back eventually. But right now, sure. it is not available to us. And so I've had to reevaluate and pivot, you know. And so a lot of that for me is is really getting to the crux of what makes me tick, what's important to me, what do I care about, what am I good at what can I do to be useful and helpful right now in the landscape that exists and also just being very open to collaboration um, and hoping that other folks are willing to do the same because we need each other right now. Yeah. I, I completely agree with, uh, with all of that. Um, what, what are you doing? Let, let's say food wise, like what are you, are you trying to eat, you know, maybe a little bit better? Are you just eating the same things? Are you rationing? Or are you, How's that going for you? Um, I love food. I was actually <laughs> just watching uh, <laughs> Restaurants on the Edge on Netflix. Um, great, great uh, show if you haven't seen it. Yeah, um, good show. Good show. Yeah. So, me personally, I've I've always been a you know shop every day, every couple of days kind of person. Got it. Um, yeah. I, I think I I learned that you know living in Berlin and London and New York, like that's just how people shop. They're not doing like maybe you'll do a weekly shop, but um, you know, I typically enjoy getting lots of ingredients, making kind of elaborate meals and yada, yada. So at this point, um, just received a grocery delivery via Instacart yesterday from HEB, which was the highlight of my week. Um, <laughs> what was the backup super, on that? Was it like it was, a week it or was something? Eight days. Eight days. Yeah, wow. eight days. Wow. Yeah, eight days. So, but the great thing about Instacart was, was that as I went through the week, um, I can continue to add things to the, to uh, the order. That is good. Right? Up until the last minute, that is good. So they don't lock that's in right. your order and like, oh, that's it. You can't. 
Okay, Usually that is good. Important. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Update the quantities. Oh shit! I realized I'm out of <laughs> yeah. you know, X. I need to add it. Sure. And then the other key, the other key tidbit of info I would share is that when your order is being prepared, Instacart's great because it lets you know. But then you can also communicate in real time with the person, the lovely human who is out there doing the shopping for you. And so, yes, look, props to those people, person. right? Right now, props. I mean, if it was already yeah, hard enough to do Instacart and go through the grocery store and buy for other people, now, yeah, whew, yes, limited yeah. quantities, yeah, right? limited um, quantities, for sure, themselves at at risk, frankly, yeah. and yeah, I it's a I am I look made a mistake. It's a privilege. I'm so grateful for for being able to even afford groceries right now, let alone pay yeah. someone else. Um, Same here. To go out and do that for me, I, I can't tell you. But, you know, the way that we are cooking at home right now is we're just being very conscious of what we've got and rationing a little bit, but also sure. just trying to do um, smart cooking. So using the crock pot a lot. Yeah. Um, good call. Good call. Try, yeah. I've been working your way through like the fresh ingredients to the dried ingredients to the frozen ingredients and exactly. then the other thing i would say is like yesterday when i got all my produce like i divided it in half i took my mushrooms and sauteed some and froze them i took um you know zucchini and bell peppers and onion some of them and i i chopped them up and i froze those um yeah and call. i also was very conscientious about washing the skins of all of my fruit and vegetables yes. really when they got to the house yes so, that is key look i'll give you a little um a little insight that you may have never even heard of. And mo most people have never heard of this, but maybe you have. You have lived in Europe. Uh, this is actually a trick I, I learned uh, living in Spain. Um, yeah. But there, it, it maybe their bleach is different, but they even on the bottles, it says to put a little bit of bleach in, diluted in water and clean your vegetables in that. Really? And, uh, yeah, and that's just on a normal, like I used to do that every, every day. Like that was just part of my... Uh, routine, no, no problem. Um, again, it, it'll even say it on the bottle uh, that mm -hmm. you that you can do that. But it's and definitely okay. in a time like now, uh, be careful. Don't don't overdo it. It'll tell you. Mm -hmm. There's there, you can Google search like what's the correct amount you know per amount of water that right. you have. Uh, but it is a good right. way to completely you know make sure your vegetables right. are are good to go. And another thing I would say, mm -hmm. don't wash them till you're ready to eat them. Okay. Uh, or, or if you're going to freeze them or whatever, you know, uh, don't wash them until you're ready to prep them, basically. Because the moment you wash them, they, they actually start losing their life. Uh, the best thing you can do with any fruits or vegetables is to leave them how you got them till you're ready to, um, yeah, until you're ready to use them. And honestly, there's people should Google search. This is a good time for anybody to set up their kitchen in a proper way to cook because that's the that's why most people don't cook at home is because they got a spatula over here, a, a pan over here, or this over there. It takes them 45 minutes just to get all the tools together to, right, to make right. something. Uh, but if you set up your kitchen yep. right, your mise en place, as we call it in the industry, um, <laughs> which just means things in place. That's literally all it means. But you have everything in place. And, and this is the time now, guys, to set up the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Maybe learn some new recipes, new things you haven't cooked. Um, I think your advice is great. You know, chop up some vegetables, get them frozen, uh, prepare mm -hmm. for for the long haul. Anything fresh that maybe can't be frozen, yes, eat that right away and work yeah. your way to the stuff that's going to last longer. Absolutely. You know, pickle stuff. You're, Pickling is a great stuff. way yeah. yep, to, to make yeah. things last. Yeah. Um, that's a tried yeah, and true, right. you know, they've been doing I mean, that for hundreds yeah. of years. 
Hell yeah. I mean, I, I have wanted to get into canning vegetables and fruits and, and whatever for the longest time. My mom and I have done it a bit together. We made jams together. Yeah. This, what I know for sure, and I, I don't have the materials right now, nor do I have a garden, but I know for me, like coming out of this, I want to start doing that in the future. I want to have That's a awesome. nice stockpile, you know, of things for my own garden. Sure. I don't want to be dependent on grocery stores as much as I am right now, frankly. Um, yeah, we all are. Our, our, we like all H-E-B are. is literally the lifeblood of Texas. Right I now. agree. Like, I, I, it's, yeah. Boy, you are a hundred percent right on that. They are, and they're crushing it. They're doing everything yeah. so well. Not only are they open, but they're doing it beautifully. You know, yeah. I mean, just couldn't ask yeah. for, a better th- to me, it's the best grocery store I've ever shopped at in my whole life and anywhere in the world I've lived. It's my favorite place to have ever bought groceries. Um, well, you know, maybe not the freshest stuff all the time. Um, sure. you know, aside from you know, there's just places that you can go and get unbelievable fresh yeah. uh, meats and and fr- but aside from that, just a, a, a just a chain grocery store. Mm-hmm. It is it, great. It is great. the best. Yeah, it is the best. And you're yeah. right. They're they're doing an amazing job. They hired a bunch of people too. You know, they're yeah. offering jobs in a time when people are losing them. That cannot mm-hmm. go unnoticed. Uh, to, they're giving elderly people access to the store early. Yeah. They're they're making sure that their teams are taken care of. They're doing you know screenings of their staff before they go to work to keep people safe. I mean, they're they're doing everything they possibly can be, and I think that's the other thing that that we've all kind of learned right through this process. You know, there was a very long time there where my team, you know, was producing like a set of variety of different events. I had a tech uh, event that was going to be a five day experience for uh, folks in the you know VC and entrepreneurs, and then my other event was very much like a honky tonk rock and roll party that we were producing over at Schultz and. Yeah. You know, Schultz was holding out, man. They've been there 130 plus <laughs> years. They've been through the freaking Spanish flu, the First World War, the Second World War. You know, like this ain't their first rodeo. And yeah. um, they were going to hold out. But, you know, at a certain point, it was just no longer safe for anyone. And, and you know, so I, I personally had a call um, via uh, one of our sponsor partners brought this, this contact to the table. But Baylor, Scott and White were willing to get on the phone and talk about things we could do precautionarily, uh, things that they could do to help us to have on-site sanitation stations and so on. I mean, I was just trying to soak up as much knowledge as I could to be as protective and preventative as possible. But I'm also not an expert, you know, none of us are. Yeah. Uh, Well, thankfully some people are, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) thank God. But, uh, you know, you you weren't fired by what's what's the phrase fired by, uh, trial by fire. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm bad at uh, uh, me the, too. Bad at sayings. Uh, me too. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I screw it up. I screw them up all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but you're but you're right. Um, that that's that's absolutely um, correct. You know, look, nobody's been through. Even the experts have never even been through this, right? Like the, even they, the, this is a unique situation. Um, completely, it, it's just a unique situation. Even when we think it's over, it's not going to be over. It's going to be a trickle effect. Same way it same way it came to us, it will leave us. You know, it will, like you said, even when they open up everything, even when they say, okay, everyone can go back to living their normal lives. I mean, not everyone's just going to be rushing to be next to each other. You know, it's just going to happen no. slowly but surely. You know, we will have PTSD. Yes, people a lot of people will. will. Yes, yes. Um, and understandably so. Yeah. You know, depends how yeah. long this lasts. What if people are stuck home for months? 
I mean, what if we start losing our loved ones and we can't go to their funerals? People are facing that issue right now and they have been all over the world. It just hasn't quite hit us close to home yet. And so it's going to take, it's already taking a a mental toll on all of us. And and I'm glad that there are people out there that are focused on that, that are trying to be supportive. We can all, you know, do our bit by like reaching out to our friends and reaching out to family and, you know, not everyone lives with a partner. Not everyone has a pet. A lot of people are truly at home by themselves. Yeah, and, you're right. You know, they they need that interaction and, and that human engagement. You know, it's like I was saying to my fiance today, I was like kind of like nudging him and poking his arm this morning. And I was like, isn't it weird? You're like the only human that I'm allowed to touch. <laughs> like, a couple of months, you That's know? true. It's, just so bizarre right it is bizarre you're right i I think what's even even more apropos would be to be stuck with somebody you don't like for the longest time like i prefer to be alone i think the worst (laughs) nightmare would be oh my god i gotta be alone with you for x amount of you know those people have to be really passionate about even worse than being alone it has to be i mean i just can't even imagine being quarantined so right we've all we've all played that game like who would you bring with you to a a, 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 an island right yeah exactly isolated island but nobody ever played like who would you never want to be (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly yes and i'm sure that list is longer uh to be honest with you you know Because, uh, exactly. yeah, that's true. That's true. That That's what I feel um, is happening. I feel bad for all the people that are, you know, women that are maybe going through domestic violence and kids that are totally. child abuse and all this stuff because people are stressed out. They're at home. They can't pay their bills. Maybe they're out of work. And what starts to happen now? And you're stuck in a small place with people mm-hmm. you can't leave. The world is literally, you know, shutting down and everyone's yeah. just supposed to stay cool, calm and collected. And some people are just not handling it well. And I just feel bad for those, you know, pets that are being abused, children, women, you know, just kills me, kills me, kills me, kills me. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, mental health, you brought that up earlier. And I think that's such a critical thing to keep in mind at this point, because people could that's the one thing that could tear us apart is if people don't keep it together mentally uh, through this. You know, I mean, even, you know, when um, I was reading something yesterday where it was, but it was a quote about baseball and it's like, you know, I played sports my whole life. I played softball. It was at least 80% of it was mental, you know, being yeah. able to keep your head in the game. I was a pitcher, you yeah. know, so you would hear oh, wow. the team, yeah. you would hear the fans, you would hear everyone, you had to focus on your catcher and the signals you were getting and knowing who was on base and what was happening, you know, getting that perfect pitch in the glove. And it was completely, uh, it was so much about your mental state. And, you know, if you let yourself get rocked by somebody, inevitably the game was going to go in the other direction, right? Absolutely. And so you're right. Like being able to keep your mental state healthy during this time, not giving into fear, not exactly. you know, waking up and going straight to the headlines and reading the body count and everything exactly. else. Like it's so easy to get into that negative loop and negative cycle um, because it is unknown and it is scary and none of us have ever fucking been through it before. So, exactly. We've never been through yeah. it. And anyone trying to tell you, you know, everything that's going to happen and this and that. And, and, you know, the Clintons made up the virus or whatever bullshit people are, are coming up with, uh, you know, 
it's nobody right. knows, you know, keep it just, th th that's it. Just keep the mental game. And you're right. You know, in sports that that's exactly, you know, how it is. And, and that's life, you know, life is so much mental of just keeping a positive attitude and, and moving forward. Yeah. And that, that old saying of, you know, it's not, it's not how you fall. It's how you get up or whatever, whatever that mm -hmm. is. Um, it's absolutely true. And that's the case right now, you know, yeah. you gotta, gotta keep a, uh, you know, I, I think that's a good point about not getting up and going right to the headlines. I think that's a great point yeah. to bring up, like take some time for yourself in the morning. The first thing you do when you wake up is take yeah. time for yourself. You know, I read a thing about, I don't know who it was from, but some sort of, you know, uh, person that does inspirational speeches or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And, and, uh, some, some big business guy. And he said, um, you know, the first thing I do in the morning is, take care of myself that like up until like noon i i send out my own emails i make my phone calls i do things i need to do for me i don't answer emails i don't answer phone calls i don't respond to messages i don't do nothing that's required of me to fill their you know whatever they need right. i take care of me first then i get to that at later in the day and i think that's a perfect uh thing to, yep. to, to do right now wake up take care of yourself yep you know, what you need to do, plan out your day, and then you can get yeah. to start looking, maybe catching up on some news. Because it is good to be informed, but it's not good to be, right. you know, panicking right. about everything. Yeah, you can't, stick your, you can't stick your head in the sand right now. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, and, and I, I, for one, am guilty of having woke up and gone straight to headlines. Me I'm too. I'm really hard not, not to do that. Me you know? too. Um, you know, get up, take your vitamins, keep your, keep your, uh, yourself filled up with water because hydration is key. I agree. Uh, wash, wash them dirty hands. That's right. And, uh, you know, get a little meditation in there. Uh, I, I personally have been, it's, it's, I'm usually very hard on myself, right? I'm like a driven person. I work a lot and I have been learning to stop the negative inner conversations with myself which i would previously kind of come down hard on myself like sure. don't waste your time sitting here watching netflix for an hour like what are you doing you should be doing x <laughs> y and z you know you yeah. lazy ass right yeah. and so i'm i'm giving myself a little bit of a break and letting myself have more time to just kind of zone out and read a book or watch you know joe exotic on netflix because totally. tiger king is amazing <laughs> 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 yes, uh, I could spend a whole week talking about that guy and that, that whole yeah. thing. Uh, I agree. Uh, but you make a good point. You, you got to look, if anything, again, moving forward, what are we going to take from this situation? And maybe that's what people should take is, is this is the perfect time to think about what your life is actually about and what your yeah. life, what is it actually important in your life? And what do you take for granted? And what are you grateful for? You know, th these are the times and to put your life in perspective, you know, yeah. we, we may be going through things, you know, you and I, but there are people going through way worse. Right. And we know that. Right. Yeah. We, we know where we are on the ladder. Uh, it doesn't take anything yeah. away from what you're going through, uh, but it definitely puts it in perspective. You know, um, yeah. you know, th those sorts of things. Um, like you said, you, you feel grateful that you can even get delivery of groceries and even have the groceries, right? Like, so you're aware of these things. And I, these are the, these are just things that I hope people carry over, you know, that yeah. they, that they just carry over from this and don't forget about, you know, th these sorts of things when life gets back to, to normal, because this could happen again. And, and this could happen, yeah. 
you know, maybe another way or, or whatever or whatever or something else that brings the world together, you know, in, in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, um, I'm just hopeful Agreed. that that's that that's the case, that we stick with this and, you know, people are still cool. You know, that's what I worry. No writing yet. Right. I haven't heard about anything like that or. No. Or, yeah. Or anything. Not yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, people need uh, clear information. It's when the messages get mixed. It's it's when people are confused and afraid that those types of behaviors we've seen in the past, right? So it, we are reliant on our information systems and our federal government and our local government yeah. to get their shit in sync and provide us with, you know, information that is relevant, timely, and ideally, you know, supporting our health and wellness and getting us through this crisis. I think there, you know, we could talk all day about where there's been disconnect, right? But I, I feel, I at least feel that in this community, in this city, our, our governor, our mayor have done a pretty phenomenal job with giving us up-to-date information, with making choices that were the right choices at the time with the information that they had, you know, I was looking yeah. at the time New York times article today with the breakdown of the numbers of cases across the country that we know about and breaking down where the cases have been traced to. And one of the sort of top five or six, I believe it was um, areas in which they have been able to identify uh, a, a high number of cases was that conference that happened in Boston right before South by Southwest. And I uh, looked at that today and I thought, wow, you know, I'm so glad to not see South by Southwest listed here as a experience conference that had also uh, impacted the illness in a, in a negative way. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, in, in a weird way, it's in a weird way, it's good that South by didn't happen. I hate to say that because you know yeah. a, lot, a lot of people lost a lot of things, but money we can get back, the economy can recover, um, you know, but we can't get people's lives back, you know. Right. And it's right. a tough pill to swallow. It really oh, yeah. is. It's a really tough uh, pill to swallow. But yeah, you're right. It, it, I mean, that would have. Austin would be an epicenter if we'd have had South by. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, yeah, look, it would have blown look at up. What's happening in New Orleans because of Mardi Gras? Exactly, you know, exactly. So, and they and stopped Mardi Gras for the most part. A lot of different things, but right. the city kept going. Right, people just kept partying and just didn't care. And and look what's yeah. happening. I mean, yep. just like you said, it's exactly. the same. Yeah, same thing. Yep. The people that are partying on the beaches in Florida still now those people are getting tested and they have the virus, you know. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, it's it's exactly. like some of these people. It's like karma, you know. This one guy I saw. I don't even know what I saw. I was just reading through the news and um, it was some you know Instagram guy influencer, one of these dudes, and uh -huh. he he went and started licking toilet paper. And oh and toilet seats and weird shit, just weird. And sure enough, he got the virus. It's like, what's wrong yeah. with you, dude? I mean, he was like, oh, it's not oh a big deal. God. I'm not going to get the virus. And then sure enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's and then there's a woman in Pennsylvania that they arrested. I don't know if you saw this. She was on the news today. My home state, 
she was going, went into a grocery store somewhere in Pennsylvania and was screaming, I've got the virus and now you're going to get it too. And was licking items in the grocery store and spitting on things. And she got arrested and she could, she's facing up to 20 years in jail now. Oh. I'm sure she'll probably see some probation, but like, holy yeah. shit. Um, What's wrong with people? What is wrong with people? Yes, that is crazy. That's is that the same woman that coughed on the food and they had to throw away like thirty five thousand dollars? Is that the same woman? Uh, I don't know if that's the same person, but wow. <laughs> yeah, that's the story I heard that someone you know that this grocery store had to throw away thirty five thousand dollars worth of food because this woman oh, came in and God. coughed on the food on the food. You know, unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it is it's unbelievable. It's those kind of now, I think that's not the norm, you know? I just think no. there's, no matter what, it just goes to show, no matter what's happening in this world, the world could be ending and people are still doing stupid shit. Like, yeah, well, no. America, what can you say? <laughs> yeah. We're Leave it to us. We're always going to have stupid shit. And I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it nine times out of ten. They're from Florida? In Florida. I said it too. You knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Yes, because we know we know as Americans yeah. that uh, that's the craziness. And I love Florida. You know, my grandparents lived there for a long time. I got cousins there, but they know it. Yeah. They know that this state yeah. is crazy. It's it like crazy. it's like Texas, but not cool. You know, it's yeah, like no. there's it, no coolness. It's like, <laughs> it's the beaches. If Florida yeah. didn't have beaches, nobody would go there. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. I mean. <laughs> It had its heyday in the 30s and 40s when the Brat Pack and, and stuff were going down there and beaching and having like, you know, hanging out in their little cabanas and shit. <laughs> and, you know, men wore like slacks with like zippers up to their necks and stuff. I mean, it was just a different time. Yeah, different time. <laughs> you know, now it's just like a bunch of New Jersey meatheads and... Um, anyway, don't quote me on that. Now I'm getting, now I'm getting nasty, but yeah, it's, just, it's a special place. It's a special it place. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a special place. Well, you know, you're right. And, and what's crazy is they're not even the number one, uh, place for the spread, right? It's New York. So, um, Texas right. is doing okay, to be honest with you. I think we're, you know, we're at 2000 cases or so, maybe a little under that as of now. Um, so you know, yeah. I guess we'll just go with it and right and see see how things go uh, with this. Wh what are your plans? Like, let's say, well, let me ask you this: What do you? And I know it's hard to 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 judge this or to even guess this, but when do you think maybe things might b get back to normal or sort of normal? Right? Like, do you think middle of April, May? Are you thinking June? What no. are you? I I honestly. I haven't thought about what normal life goes back to specifically. I've been working <laughs> from home for eight months anyway, so yeah, I'm kind of too. already in a place where this is normal for me to be so. at home. But um, from an entertainment perspective, you know, I've been having conversations with like, you know, venue owners in the city and musicians and uh, other creatives uh, about when we think things will get back to normal and specifically the date that's being thrown around is kind of around July. It sounds like a lot of entertainment, um, big entertainment groups as well as a lot of venue owners are, are sort of looking at July as a potential date, a time in which venues could be back open where artists might be going back on tour, those types of things. But yeah. it's all arbitrary right now, sure. um, which makes it incredibly difficult to make any kind of, 
plans, projections, bookings, et cetera, from a music and entertainment perspective. Um, yeah, but you, you don't know, want to plan too close or set something up and then it gets canceled, right? Then you've done all that work right. for nothing. Exactly. And everyone's kind of already been through that, right? With <laughs> yeah. whatever tours they had booked and anything else. So, yeah, yeah but I, I personally, I, I don't think our federal government is, is going to do a great job at kind of dictating when people should be out in public. I'm afraid that they may tell us too soon and that uh, they'll be making a giant mistake. And so I hope that the local government like I mentioned, we'll continue to do uh, a good job at yeah. dictating to the people within our own communities when we should be going back out into public. Now that doesn't say that they're going to put like a moat around the state of Texas. If suddenly like Louisiana and Oklahoma are like, Hey, all bets are off. Let's go celebrate Easter and look for eggs, kids. Uh, <laughs> you know, does it mean that like we're going to be protected here in Texas necessarily? Cause I would imagine people can still come in and out. You know, they've only been putting people in isolation if they're coming from kind of New York, I believe and some other places. Yeah. So, um, but I guess, you know, we'll just have to see, uh, we, we've got to flatten the curve, right? That's yeah. the whole, the whole deal. So yeah, that's the deal. Flatten the curve. Yeah. It, it is tough to, um, it would definitely make things a lot easier if we just had like a set date that we knew this would all be over. And from that point forward, you could plan and do this and do that. I mean, that would, the you know, it's sure. the, un, it's the unpredictability. Like you said, it just, it's so arbitrary yeah. uh, to even think about it right now, because I mean, in my, in my mind, it's definitely not going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Like some people are thinking, you know, by Easter we'll be out. Um, no you know, running no around. I mean, that's just crazy to me. Um, how, how could it just, again, I, just, it, I think we're going to see the numbers continue to explode, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And we're going to see our hospitals and our health workers at the brink of breaking uh, point. And it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Unfortunately, I yeah. mean, of course I hope I don't hope for any of this, but sure. you know, but we got to be real, that, right? You, you just have to be yeah. real with what's happening so you can prepare. That's all it is. You know, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. So what are your plans with, with this, uh, content that you're gathering? Are you planning to use this for your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. This is all for the podcast. Exactly. We're, we're just basically pivoting at this point. Um, just because our studios closed, um, you know, obviously no in-person interviews like I was doing before. Cause our podcast before was, I would sit with somebody in person, we'd order food, We'd eat it, share food, talk. That was the podcast. Obviously, that right. cannot happen anymore. Uh, so we're just pivoting to how the virus is affecting anybody, to be honest with you, but a Texas connection because uh, we're the podcast is all about Texas. But obviously, we'll talk about... I talked to some guy who just moved from Texas to New York, so he gave me sort of the breakdown of what's happening there in New York City. Um, you, know, um, you know, people that are displaced uh someone i spoke to earlier today um is from germany and got stuck here coming for south by now can't now cannot get back to europe with his family you know so it's just a little bit of everything but basically that's it anything that that has to do with the virus and normally we only released one episode a week so now we're going to be doing three or four and just keeping it up to date you know is is th this will go out early this next week and it'll be a part of uh, a single episode that'll have a few, you know, probably two to three interviews and yours will be one of them. I'll take snippets from what we just talked about, all the good stuff and put it in there. Yeah, only, only the good stuff. <laughs> all the good stuff, which is a lot to be honest with you. 
this is the best uh, conversation I've had so far. To be to be honest with you. Oh, that's great to hear. Good. Yeah, it's Sometimes really I good. say nice things and they come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I got hired for. I just open it up and and I don't even control it anymore. It just whatever comes out. Uh, you know, keep it easy. I just let other people talk. That's the best uh, way to go. do it. Let other people yeah. say the cool the cool shit. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Really enjoyed your insight. Um, really enjoyed just you being honest and open and, you know, being vulnerable to our audience here so they can see what you're struggling with and what you're going through and that you see the positive side. You know, even someone as yourself having your business gutted like that, you still have such a positive outlook and you're and you're looking to adapt and looking to, you know, you're not just laying down and giving up. You know, right. you're, you're you're sticking up for yourself and and what you got to do, and and you're pivoting, you're adapting, you're, you know, you're doing what you got to do. So I think that's uplifting and and motivating. And I didn't want all these podcasts to be doom and gloom. I didn't want to just come on and talk about the virus and how we're all fucked and screwed and and right. that's it, the end of the world. I wanted to come on and talk about people's hardships, but also what can we do to you know make it better and what can we do to just help each other out, you know? So that, that's what I'm getting from everybody. And, and I really, really enjoy that. And again, I just really appreciate you being so open and honest and vulnerable um, about everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate you opening up and, and asking people to participate. And I'm glad that we, we found each other in the Austin entrepreneurs. I don't even remember where was it, but uh, startups, yeah, Austin startups. startups. Yeah. 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 I lose That's track awesome. of the groups. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so many groups. So yeah, many groups. Exactly. Yeah. So many <laughs> groups. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, look, if there's anything um, you, you feel that I might be a resource for you or could help you with something, feel, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, you have my number now and, you know, you know how to get a hold of me on Facebook too. So if there's ever anything you need or anything I can help with, please, please uh, feel 100%. free to reach out. Thanks. Same goes for me. Uh, I'm here if you ever need anything. Uh, you can learn more about my weirdo uh, background on LinkedIn if you if you like. But I can tell you, you know, I've dabbled in creative strategy my entire career. Worked in music and entertainment with startups. Uh, done a shit ton of copywriting, uh, and you know, I, I'm kind of a a, a MacGyver. Uh, I like that. Business. I like that. That's, where where can people? Uh, yeah, I like that. Where can people, um, is there a particular website that people can go to or just find you on LinkedIn or what would be uh, a way for people yeah. to maybe connect with you or your business? Sure. That, uh, that would be great. It's aces high creative, one word, all one word.com. Got it. Aces high creative. Cool. Perfect. Yep. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, okay. Well, great. Cool. Um, look, I hope you get to enjoy, you know, the rest of the weekend and, um, you know, I don't think too much, too much new news will be coming out, um, the rest of today and tomorrow. So I would say just do something fun, you know, do something yep. with your fiance puzzle, <laughs> more tiger King, you know, we literally got Yachty and Monopoly delivered yesterday. So, uh, that's what I did. <laughs> Me too. My roommate and I got a uh, monopoly. It was, all they had was frozen monopoly. So I have this frozen <laughs> version of monopoly, which is horrendous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I saw the same thing on Amazon. It was like only, um, only like uh, you know, themed Monopoly versions were available. <laughs> so yeah, well done, Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, some games, you know, do something fun. 
you got yep. you got the you got all next week to be worried and and you know get get all that information. True. So that is true. That's my advice. Right on. Well, so good to connect with you. Really enjoyed our conversation. Have a lovely weekend, and uh, excited to see what you do with all this juicy content. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Have a good uh, rest of the weekend, and and we'll talk soon again. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.